it's Susanna. Welcome to season three on Fashion Love Stories. Let me reintroduce myself to you. I was born in Macedon, Greece and raised in New York City. I am a graduate of FIT and my background is fashion, art and design. I love to create, I love to inspire and I love to share. We're going to be doing a lot of uh, the inspiration and uh, sharing these days because of the dark times that we're living in and um, I'm delighted to share with you some of my inspirations, some of my highlights and some of the love. It is a pleasure and thank you for staying here with me. If you like more information about me, please visit Susanna Galani's Jewelry, Age of God. Thank you. Reminder, please listen until the end of the episode because usually I include a surprise or a bonus. I must say, I'm in a very good place in my life right now. I'm inspired. I am optimistic. I'm empowered. And I'm getting my fashion passion back. Obviously, I was inspired by the glamour and the high fashion, quote-unquote, of um, Emily in Paris. For those of you who don't know, who Emily in Paris is, is a very happening series right now on Netflix and is um, on uh, for the second season and it is very, very fun and uh, optimistic and uh, funny and uh, colorful. A lot of fashion, a lot of sex, a lot of drama. And uh, I'm talking about uh, in the last two episodes and in this episode as well, because I found it to be inspiring and um, Uh, having an impact on me as a fashionista and also as a spiritual um, inspired and uh, interested in spirituality fashionista person. So, what am I saying here? I'm saying that uh, this podcast is going to be all about all that, about trends, about spirituality, empowerment, and it's going to tie everything together. But before we begin, I have to apologize about the uh, quality of the podcast. I, it is not clear. There is a lot of static in the back. I was using um, my microphone a different way. Uh, I was moving it around. So uh, it created a lot of static and a lot of uh, unnecessary uh, noise in the back. But uh, I, I was happy with... Um, the content and the delivery of what I had to say. And like usually, I always like my first recording. This is when things, ways, uh, suggestions, words, whatever you want to say, the message uh, is coming out the most authentic way. So although I tried to re-record it, I was not happy with the second version. So I kept the first one. So my apologies. Another thing that I have to say here is uh, how interesting that uh, this show, which is uh, by the creator, Darren Starr, and uh, he's collaborating with Patricia Fields, uh, a very famous stylist, 
in New York City, and she's the one who also styled the famous Sex and the City series, the girls, the characters that were dressed by Patricia Fields. Um, it's I see a connection here between the two shows, and what I'm talking about is the drama and the fashion drama and the sexual drama and the stories and the hype. Uh, both of these series, they have that in common. The more avant-garde fashion, the more avant-garde uh, sexual uh, drama and entanglements and stories and uh, all these uh, different uh, twists and turns of uh, these fashionable personalities are making uh, a show full of drama and interest for us to, to look up to it and at least uh, catch our attention in this quite interesting what I'm seeing here, the relation of the two shows. So the more drama, the more passion, the more fashion, the more avant-gardeness, the more crazy out there stuff, um, the more interesting it is for us to watch. So it's quite interesting. So here I'm going to discuss um, a way, a new way in marketing of um, um, how, how fashion is being marketed these days uh, in a very clever way. Retailtainment is the topic of this episode. Retailtainment, my darlings. It's Susanna, I'm back. It is Friday, January 7th in uh, Snow White, New York City. Yes, it looks very pure and pristine outside, which is a different uh, look uh, than uh, the one we have been used to with the trash and the garbage and the BS on the street and the ugliness. But today it looks very pretty. And I'm very excited about this because uh, New York City is covered with beautiful white precious and pure snow how poetic is this my beautiful city is pure again i have to do some kind of visualization more than that so maybe i can help uh, new york city with my visions and my intentions okay go back to my previous episode about uh, uh, using the power of water okay heal and hydrate concept okay infusing water with intentions and drinking that water and uh, becoming that and attracting that so anyways i can do that if i want to regarding creating a pure new york city okay i'm derailing uh, as usual but um, let's go let's go to the topic today luxury fashion and marketing, what is trending in the luxury industry and what is being uh, shown at uh, the show of Emily in Paris as far as different trends in marketing, high-end fashion and luxury. So I'm on Forbes.com right now and I'm reading an article which I found quite fascinating and I'm sharing this with you because it is trending and it is uh, mm, something that people in the know or of uh, fashion uh, they should know okay I'm updating you 
as more than 58 million fans eagerly awaited the return of Emily in Paris, viewers also awaited the over-the-top fashions associated with the show's three female leads. You know those girls, right? Emily, Mindy, and Camille. Uh, brands also took notice of the power of the wardrobe expressed in season one and uh, they were kind of like awaiting for the second uh, season and it did not disappoint actually it was a little bit more <laughs> over the top uh, by patricia Fi- patricia fields the um, stylist of um, the show it was amazing fantastic a huge fantasy So, brands also took notice of the power of the wardrobe expressed in season one and have partnered now for season two with the show in a variety of ways to make the show an authentic marketing uh, vehicle for luxury items, while others explored the notion of shoppable content or listen to this word, it's coming up and it's becoming important, quote, retailtainment. Okay, and of course, retailtainment, retailtainment, an area that will grow in 2022 onwards. Critical to partnerships and branded merchandise success are the show's stylish and sometimes cliche fashions. Behind the show's look is uh, the costume designer Marilyn Fitusi. Uh, and she's engaged by wardrobe consultant Patricia Field of the famed Sex and the City uh, and uh, show's creator and producer Darren Starr's complete confidence. Now, Darren Starr also produced and created Sex and the City, obviously, and we should know that he's a very important name in uh, this uh, field of... Uh, being involved with uh, these happening shows that we all love. Fitusi approaches the three distinct characters through the lens of, quote, women who think too much taste can be boring. They know more is more and less is a bore. End of quote. So they're tasteless, in other words, but at least they're not boring and we're talking about them. And that was the whole point when the um, stylist uh, Patricia Field and uh, Darren Starr collaborated together and had this vision to create uh, all these um, extraordinary fashions uh, and uh, create all the drama and all the wow factors and... uh, make this show happen from uh, a stylistic point of view and uh, everyone is talking about it it's not boring so going back to the um, article the costume designer defines Fitusi, okay the costume designer defines each character differently but they have a taste for luxury clothes in common. Okay, so all these girls are into luxury brands and luxury clothes. Emily has become uh, 
savvier since moving to Paris while retaining her unique sense of style. She, know, she knows that French rules regarding fashion. She knows the French rules regarding fashion, but she doesn't want to lose her personality and convert herself into a French clone. She doesn't appear to me as she had that much style to begin with, so I don't know what they're talking about because when she moved to France, uh, her clothing, it was like very um, bland, very, very... Um, no personality, kind of like weak. That's what I see. But then she became all this big fashionista and strong and uh, I don't know if Paris did that or her insecurity to become or to be out there and to show them that she can be somebody and uh, she doesn't have to fit in uh, in an annoying way I have no idea but anyway going back to Fitusi quote she knows the French rules regarding fashion no she didn't know but she doesn't she had no clue she didn't even know designers when she went there she was marketing pharmaceutical products in chicago but she doesn't want to lose her personality and convert herself into a french clone dressing like most of the women in paris jeans navy blazer white t-shirt and white sneakers I don't know why she's dressing like that. I'm sure there is um, the factor of drama that the creators wanted, but having any input from Emily, I don't think so. She created that herself, her character. It was created for her to be like a little bit um, in your face and annoying and uh, I don't know, to appear strong and groan you in a negative way <laughs> that's what i think okay mindy is powerful i like mindy's style very much i love those uh, chiffon dresses i love those dresses now where she's wearing them i i i'm not going to do it but again this is a show this is fantasy but great taste in those dresses mindy is powerful smart and sexy and not afraid to use colorful pieces and be overdressed on some occasions that's why she never criticizes emily says fitusi the custom creator adding camille is a paris eat girl yes i love camille's taste Camille's character is a French girl who knows and loves fashion, who is more conceptual and admires Crystal Ball Balenciaga. From a strong fashion point of view, the show follows the, the footsteps of Sex and the City. Emily in Paris can be a little sister of Carrie Bradshaw because she grew up watching it. But Emily is not a copy of Carrie. Who cares? But anyway, she's since both of these girls are uh, impacting fashion, I'm talking about that, but I'm not uh, having like a wow moment, okay? Wow, these girls, I have to look up to them or how they were dressing. They were actually being very comical, funny. 
entertaining. So, Fitusi is saying, Emily is not a copy of Carrie. Still, just as Sex and the City helped turn Manolo Blahnik, Christian Louboutin, into household names and launch jewelry businesses such as Faraone Manela, whose Stella Eating was an instant success after being featured on the show. Okay. And that was season two, the Red Hoop part of the jewelry brand's new collection. I don't know what they're saying here, but in any case, season two, in season two, Chopard, Rimowa, and Dior for, best, for Vespa had pre- products written into the storyline. Okay, this is getting too serious right now, and this is what I'm talking about. So I'm going back, I'm going to repeat this because uh, I was being distracted with something. I'm sorry. But I'm keeping it here because I don't, I don't feel comfortable editing. I don't know how to do it very well. So I'm sorry. So going back, in season two of Emily in Paris, Chopard, Rimowa, and Dior for Vespa had products written into the storyline for sophisticated product placement that felt authentic to the storylines. According to someone named Karen Duffy, she's a co-founder, co-founder of a boutique agency um, in Paris, focusing on marketing and communication and business development, this uh, approach is a win-win. Shows like Emily in Paris and their 58 million household reach can significantly impact featured brands from of course a sales positioning um sales and positioning these luxury legacy and mega brands featured in every episode also enable the show to tap into its powerful marketing channels Brands can own whole episodes as featured players like uh, Rimowa in uh, Emily in Paris season two. And she believes uh, by adding as brands rely on creative marketing to build awareness, audiences now embrace brand content relationship when it makes sense. When storytellers capture these brands authentically, the audience loves it. Often, these savvy and influential brands will center targeted campaigns that use the show's content on their own channel, channels to promote the show, helping to drive viewership, creating value for both the show and the brand. For example, the luxury suitcase brand was featured uh, prominently in one of the storyline, as was Dior's Vespa's Scooter and Chopard's Happy Diamonds. The show also tapped into shoppable content with several partnerships and brands such as AZ Factory, Lancome, Paris, Roberto Coin, 
Barry Goosen's and My Beachy Side, among others, they offered styles either worn or inspired by those on the show for sale on major retail sites such as Saks Fifth Avenue, various e-com uh, e sites and Netflix's budding shopping site. Site. Not site. Site. Um, Minty Prugnod of Mint Group in Paris orchestrated several brands featured in the Shoppable Content Project. Several participants have reported positive feedback despite only being on air for a week. Okay. Pilar Coin of Roberto Coin and Eliana Macri of EM told me that they are getting requests from Japan, Dubai, Thailand and Russia for the items in the project via their website, quote-unquote, by Prugrad. She said of the jewelry worn in the central best segments of the show, other notable scenes that featured the shoppable content include Emily wearing a pink and orange pajama from AC Factory while visiting Camille's family chateau, a berry jacket to ride around Paris on the Dior Vespa. In other scenes, characters Camille and Etienne, played by uh, Jean Juan Mao, sport Zeus plus Dion sunglasses. Interesting. Other people are using Zeus <laughs> for their collections. Uh, I have decided uh, before I read this, and I was not even familiar of this Zeus and Dion sunglasses, to be honest with you, decided to do the Zeus and Aphrodite collection for spring 2022. Okay, next. Saks Fifth Avenue is carrying the breadth of the collaborative merchandise and according to Tracy Margolis, Chief Merchandising Officer at Saks, it's off to a good start. The fashion on Emily in Paris has such a strong point of view and we are thrilled to bring it to life for our customers. The unique styles in the collection are well in line with the type of fashion that our customers are looking for and we're excited about the response that it has had so far. The playful fashions are as much a delight as the show and its characters. And Fitusi says, you know the wardrobe designer, um, it's getting better. Season 2 has much more fun for me to do. I had more freedom and trust from Patricia Field and Darren Starr, she said. And based on the apparent appearance of luxury brands into the plot line, marketing teams will indeed have a ball figuring out if Season 3 will provide any opportunities to associate their goods 
with, uh, with this widely fun and fashionable series. So this, uh, the information that I just read to you, I took from uh, Forbes.com and uh, it's a great uh, trend uh, to do this and uh, it's something that we have as uh, uh, designers, including myself, to look into it and uh, take uh, advantage of this uh, trend and um, collaborate with shows like that. I absolutely love it because it's very creative. It's not so annoying. It just, um, in a seamless way, in a very elegant way, it introduces trends without being into your face and uh, market and uh, tell you buy this and do that. And um, it's just very elegant, I think, and it's very tr chic, dress chic. So um, yes, yes, this is what I wanted to share with you. Bonus, bonus time, my darlings. I have to share this with you. This is in addition uh, to the podcast. Uh, a few days later, after I posted my podcast, the one that you just heard, some good news came out about season three and season four, Emily in Paris. Okay, according to Women's Wear Daily, the day right now is uh, January 10th, 2022. It says... It seems Emily in Paris will return for more seasons. On Monday, it was confirmed that Netflix has renewed the television series for seasons three and four. The news was announced all over the place via social media. Uh, after the much-anticipated season uh, two was extremely successful, according to the news um, of Women's Wear Daily or and Hollywood Reporter, the latest season of Emily in Paris topped its global top 10 list in 94 countries. It also ranked 107.6 million hours viewed within the first five days. A month after the first season debuted in October 2020, the show accrued views from over 58 million households worldwide, according to Variety magazine. The storyline follows, as you know, Emily Cooper, a 20-something marketing executive originally from Chicago, who moves to Paris to provide an American perspective for a luxury public relations firm. Okay, as if, as if, as if the French do not know how to market luxury, okay? And that is the whole point and the whole uh, fascination with this show. Emily's attitude uh, that she can teach the French. She met in Paris, Minty and Camille, and she navigates the social scene in France and gets entangled in love triangles, uh, more than one, and um, she gets entangled with dramatic scenarios. So we have this attitude, we have the entanglement, and then what? Then we have the high fashion. That's the fascination with the show, okay? As we know, Lily Collins, Ashley Park, and Camille uh, Razad, Lucas Bravo, and uh, others are studying. I'm not going to tell you the whole uh, cast. Please, you can check it online. Um, the series made a splash last year when viewers couldn't get enough of the characters' style and over-the-top storyline set in gorgeous Paris. 
um, it's not a wonder that costumes caught the eyes of so many as it was designed by legendary costume designer Patricia Field, who also worked on projects such as The Devil Wears Prada and Sex and the City. According to Patricia, she says, I enjoy what I do. I feel like I do it intelligently. I have a philosophy of my own, basically. I like happy clothes. So I have tended to do successful romantic comedies through the years. However, the fashion portrayed in the first season generated some criticism in uh, how Emily dresses are not French or the look is not French at all. According to that criticism, um, Field told Women's Wear Daily, quote, the French are like that, they don't like anything. And I've known the French for many, many years. I think people have a right to say whatever they want to say. In the meantime, from what I understand from here to Paris is that everybody is watching it. And at the end of the day, that's what counts. I don't think America's founded cliche at all. And of course, it doesn't matter what Americans or the French are saying. It matters that the people are escaping and they're enjoying this escape, this beautiful, colorful, fantastic, theatrical um, Parisian escape. And this is what we all like, right? So yeah, we want more of that. And it's coming. I hope you like the news, my darlings. Story time! This is a funny one. It has to do with the Heal and Hydrate uh, campaign that I introduced to you two episodes ago, one and two episodes ago. So this morning I was trying to clean a bucket because I wanted to use it for uh, an orchid uh, vase. So inside, I found that half of this packet was full of uh, coins, change. So I had no idea. I must have been there for a long time. So I was so pleasantly surprised and it was such an unexpected source of um, income. (laughs) And I was affirming before the last two days money is coming to me from uh, expected and unexpected sources so th- i thought that was very funny um, i had to share it with you so i suppose my theory of infusing words into the water and drinking it creates your manifestation do it Yes, for those of you who are wondering why am I using a bucket as uh, a vase for my orchid uh, plant, well, that bucket is a mini silver Ralph Lauren vintage ice bucket that I decided to repurpose it and use it as uh, a container to put my beautiful orchid plant in there, my darlings. 